0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tacos and Tattoos. I'm here with Helen Pope, and she is a leadership development coach who supports her clients to grow and develop so they can facilitate the growth of others. She is passionate about understanding people at their core identity and personality and how that works for them. And where it can be holding them back. Helen's purpose is to assist in the awakening of others in their self. Oh, this word actualization. There we go. And freedom in the service of creating an accepting and accepting an inclusive world for all. Helen runs workshops, one-on-one coaching, and is about to launch a new podcast discussing men's mental health. Um, and today we're going to be talking about loneliness when it where it pertains to men. And I think this was a very interesting topic because I always love listening to men, uh, speak about relationships and, and their own internal world, because not many men can talk about what's going on internally. And it gives women a lot of insight into, their male counterpart when we can hear what's going on inside their head. So do you want to kind of talk about how you got into wanting to create a podcast that speaks to men about men's mental health?
1: Um, I think for my own, bit of my own story is I suffered uh, loneliness and went through a whole range of depression and anxiety and couldn't feel like I could talk to anyone. Um, And I was raised by a very strong, um, independent, um, female and didn't have that male role model. And my father who was around didn't, wasn't very open and communicative. And um, what I've come to learn through a lot of my my coaching work is that around 75 to 80% of personal development is done by women. And so 20 to 25 is only done by men. And so I got curious as to what is stopping men from actually coming forth and and growing within themselves and then and then also i'm in my 40s now seeing this gap of of a lot of relationship breakdowns and just the, the, this incompatibility and so there's a lot of men who are just feeling isolated and alone and they don't know what to do their their identity as they see it as a provider has gone because then they're, they're no longer in the, the relationship and um talking to lots of guys and so for me i think over the last 100 years or so women have done a lot of growth and development to get to where we are now and in my opinion men haven't had that growth and development and so they've still had um that old enculturated belief that men don't cry men just get up men provide and because of this shift in women there's now this incongruency with men um, as to who they are and what they what they are meant to be and show up in the world because it's different. And so um that's sort of where it came from in this space of well i want to I want to help men to understand who they are and that they don't have to identify as they've been taught to identify to be a man, and they don't have to be um, go back to that old way and and be like some of the very vocal men that are out there, and they also don't necessarily have to be running around a fire embracing their sacred femininity if they choose not to like they're either side they can choose who they want to be so that's that's ultimately what it was and just being able to be there and and be that support because a lot of men don't aren't comfortable opening up to other men because of the fear of shame and and, um being seen as a weakness they don't necessarily feel they can talk to their partners again because of this this shame element so for me i i want to provide a space where they can actually start to understand that there are other men going through this um through things that they might be going through and that there is someone who can be there and and as they show up and and support them but also talk to them about what's going on so that we can have men to support our next generation as well um, of boys growing up so that we can yeah grow and develop as a human race
0: i just love this topic so much because uh bunch of my girlfriends and I were talking about it recently because up until recently, I was single and they're all single as well, dating, but fairly single. And one of the rules we've all kind of put in place for ourselves as we've gone along doing a lot of interpersonal work is we won't date men who aren't either working with a coach of some sort, or at least been to counseling or or going to counseling. Because when you as a woman are doing so much interpersonal work, and you get in a relationship with a partner that isn't conscious and aware of their actions and role within the relationship, or even their own emotions, when problems arise, it's so hard, no matter how much work you do on your end to be able to communicate work through problems when they're doing things like stonewall walling or they completely shut down or they de- they um don't validate your feelings or anything like and, and then they just like become this like emotional mess themselves and they aren't working on themselves it's it's almost impossible to have a healthy long-term relationship in that dynamic and like you said What do you say? 20, 25% of men are actually working on themselves. Like that leaves the 80% of women that are doing the interpersonal work. There isn't much in the dating pool for us because only 20% of guys are actually becoming conscious. So, what do you think? And I think it's really interesting that you brought up the point that like it's been a progressive thing. And now we have this like group of men that are kind of lost. They're just like, and that we're t- we've also hear on social media, and I think recently in the news, how men are having less sex; they're less satisfied in relationships. Like all this stuff that's like coming up. What do you think the solution is to all of this mess that's happening right now?
1: Oh, that's a big question. Um, and I think I think the biggest the biggest thing, which is across both both genders, is around. Um it is around communication, which is again a, a difficult topic for a lot of men because they were taught not to express themselves and and the and and this applies to women as well is that there's a lot of hesitation in really showing up as oneself um and showing up in that vulnerability um because there's a there's what we call our map of reality in our mm-hmm. mind is we create stories based on what how we react or the perceptions we have on on what will happen and i think one of the biggest things is to learn to be able to find a safe space to be able to vocalize what's going on for each other without judgment and without shame but not only that is the person who's listening is to really learn to accept who the person is and where they're at in their growth and development, because we all start at base level and through different choices in our life, how things plan out in our life, it's, it, our brain creates the way that to move forward. Like our brain just isn't actually trying to to um, be against us as much as sometimes it can feel that way. It's, it's always in service of us and trying to protect us. And it may be doing that from a younger version of ourselves. And especially if someone's had trauma um, in their life, they can get stuck at a particular stage of of development and they can't necessarily see alternative options and different perspectives. And that's one of the, the biggest keys is learning to understand different perspectives from different people, even if we don't agree with them, and then learn to accept those people as they are and then make choices over that and that and that people's behavior might be different and they're not necessarily attempting to make you feel a particular way and and that's one of the other core elements is um people can't make you feel or think a particular way that's our own internal elements and it's easier said than done it's very easy to to go i can't believe that guy cut me off how how rude of him like how did, did he not think about me and the reality is in his mind he's just seen a gap and not understood or not seen seeing the person and so it's this lack of understanding where everyone is at and and not only understanding but then accepting for where they're at and, and taking agency of themselves um, in their decisions and the way they think and, and the way that they are feeling is all based on our own patterns of, um, beliefs and values that we currently holding and that not everyone else holds those views.
0: Ooh, I love that message of not everyone. Well, it's kind of like the way we feel about a situation or somebody's actions towards us is not really their responsibility like they weren't trying to do it to you one of the things i had to learn being the opposite side of this where i was very empathetic was learning that everybody else's emotions isn't my problem like it's not my responsibility to walk on eggshells and make sure everybody around me is happy or go into a room and be like okay who's unhappy in here who do i need to make happy and i was kind of the opposite do you feel like in your work that you've done, do you feel like a lot of men are empathetic as well and they suffer from that? Or are they the other way around where they feel like they have to be on edge because people are constantly like attacking their ego?
1: Um. Again, it, again, it comes down to the individual. However, I, my perception of a lot of men is that their viewpoint is that in relationships they are that they're meant to be the provider they um are meant to be seen as strong and the supportive ones and they are they're taking actions in that way um, that some females might not actually see in knowledge and so there's this disparity females aren't seeing how men are attempting to show up in the relationship and vice versa in that in that sense So then there becomes this element, I think, for a lot of men that women, you know, this whole women are nagging because they're not understanding. There's this Again, it comes back to this lack of understanding of of what's going on and this communication of what's really needed and understood. Um, The other main thing that um, quite a few men that I've spoken to talk about, and I I was very much in this same spot for a little bit, so it's not just men, but this philosophy of, when there's something going on, it's like, it'll be right. It'll be right. It'll be right. Everything will be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then all of a sudden it's not fine. It's this persona of just keep going, put one step in front of the other and everything will be okay. And then all of a sudden everything collapses underneath. And then that's, that creates this element of loneliness or the relationships breaks down. It's like, oh, if I just keep working and I keep doing this and I can do this for the family, then everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. And until it's not okay. And it's it's sort of getting to those those sorts of men and saying, Look, this is this is you need to work on this now because before it's too late and this this will be the consequences potentially and getting them to see um that avoidance is Mm -hmm. not necessarily the answer and I think that's one of the biggest issues as well
0: that makes sense because yeah I can look back at some relationships I was in where I was like hey this is a concern I have This something's bothering me and they're like don't worry about that it's going to be fine and then goes on and on and on it's like hey this is still bothering me oh don't worry about it like so it's, it comes across as being dismissive but that goes back to that mindset that you just said where it's like oh I just keep living along keep making money keep getting further down the road while she's over there like i'm still not happy and eventually it just becomes okay you're not listening to me now i leave and um the can you speak more on like the the loneliness factor because i feel like having being someone from the us i was born and raised in oregon i went to college in missouri which is mid mid midwestern states and now i've been living in mexico for the last three and a half years. And I found that every time I come back to the U S what I experience is seeing people that are deeply disconnected and then also very lonely compared to the lifestyle in Mexico where the family units more together, people are more like, um, like they, people gather more, they're more friendly. Like the salsa school I go to there, we celebrate everyone's birthday and we have like a big celebration. Then we go out to the bar together and go dance together. Where the salsa school I've been to here, like I hardly know anybody's name in there because there's no, like beyond the constructs of the classes, there's no like, um, I don't know the word for it, but there's no socializing outside of that. But in, in these, and I know you're from Australia, so maybe it's fairly similar to the, the lifestyle in the US and in Canada, but how do people overcome that like deep loneliness that they're experiencing?
1: Um, I think one of the biggest things, particularly for most Western cultures, is this element of the community breakdown, essentially. So... Years and years ago, you would have multiple generations living under the same house, and you would have the families and the communities and people would work together in those communities to provide and share and then um with the growth, we've kind of moved away from that um a lot more so people are living separately and then you you know the family units when they break down then you you quite often um in well predominantly in australia in Australia I'm assuming it's the same for the u s What happens is the male will move out, and the female tends to have the children a lot, even if the men have them 50% of the time. There's this element where women will quite often build their community and growth, they're very orientated to that. Whereas men are like, Oh, I don't, who do I have? What's going on here? Um, And so it's this isolation that they're feeling. And I mean, a lot of the the stats come out about the whole social media element, although we can connect in social media, we're not actually connecting human Mm. to human. And um, from my own personal experience, I don't have my mother passed away a few years ago. I don't have any other family, um, immediate family. Um, So I don't have that that ultimate little family unit. And that's been quite an interesting dynamic. And although I have friends that I have leaned on and everything like that, there's still this, there's been this sense of separation. Um, and so one of the biggest things for, to help overcome that loneliness, again, is is to go out and find support people, find connections with people, um, other people and, and share experiences and that doesn't necessarily mean going and talking about your life experiences and all the trauma that you've experienced it can just be opening up and and talking and in australia there's some great men's men's groups that have started up in that in that realm that have really helped a lot of men um in that space and it's really finding your tribe in that in that way And, and sometimes when there's been this perception of my family is my tribe, this is everything and that's all fallen apart, then it's like, well, where do I go? Um, because I think also a lot of men, when they get into relationships, is they actually lose quite a lot of their friends in a sense, not lose them, but they, their focus becomes the family and so they don't maintain those connections with friends unlike what a lot of females will do and so when that breaks down they don't have those those friendships that they once did maybe when they're in uni or college and um so it's really about finding that and that can take some time especially as you're older um i've noticed that it, it can be a lot harder to form close friendships when you get older because it's just that people have their friendship groups a lot and so it, it can be a little, it can feel a little bit harder to make those strong connections It's just a matter of going through and finding and trialling and erring and building, um, building like a a support group as, as my psychologist talks about is he's on the bench of the football team and he gets called up as needed and and finding those people that you you call up as they're needed. And so there's this, I think there's also this belief in relationships that, um, one person can give you everything you need.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's, that's not, actually true one person can't give you everything you need i mean if you if you are able to find that then you're very lucky and that's um amazing but in general um you need you need a team um to play a football game Um,
0: yeah and that um,
1: yeah
0: i'd say it also goes like i know in my early 20s um one of the mindsets i had was that like i should be everything to my partner And therefore they shouldn't need to go out with other friends or whatever. And so there was like jealousy in this resentment around, even it would go both ways. Like he would feel that way about me as well. And now that I'm in my thirties, one of the big things I have heading into a new relationship is that you maintain friendships with your friends. You go out with your friends. I can go out with my friends. Like we have this separateness and then we have our togetherness and that helps create some more balance in things, but he's Mexican. And he says even 30, 40, 50 year old women, like they're like, no, you can't go out without me. You can't go to the bar with your friends without me. And there's like this like insecurity and jealousy around it and it it really goes both ways and i haven't dated within my own culture for many years now so i don't know if guys are still like that but i know that has helped so much to be able to feel like i have my freedom to go with my girlfriends and then he has his freedom to go out and play pool and drink beer and do whatever and um i think that that helps the relationship dynamic be even stronger and that's kind of what you're, definitely. where you're going with, with all yeah, of Yeah, definitely. Well. I mean,
1: I was exactly the same, um, in a lot of my previous relationships before I did work, it was like, well, we're meant to be, be the be all and end all, and we're meant to mm-hmm. hang out together and do everything together. Um, and we're the unit and, and what I, I, I did is l- attempt to put myself and my own identity aside in the sake of the relationship, mm-hmm. but the relationship has two individuals or more depending on, on what your preferences are, but there are the individuals within the relationship and then there's the relationship itself, which is which is separate and they come together. Mm-hmm. And the relationship is about supporting those individuals to be who they are and what they what the growth in, in that way. And not supporting is in necessarily being there and doing everything for, but just being that support person available and and cheerleader essentially in that way and working together in, in how you can achieve your own individual purposes um which might be quite different from each other and, and mm-hmm. how those work um, in that space um but again it just it really does just come down to openness and communication In from my my opinion of, of and and to be able to put in the work because if you don't have that then there's going to be mixed signals and misunderstandings and
0: Yeah, yeah and that's true and recent last summer a year ago from now i was working with my counselor because i was in a relationship that was really turmoil and one of the things he said to me is, he said when when men and women get divorced when they're later in life say they've been married 25 30 years And they get divorced when they're in their late 50s 60s women tend to go on and live their best life they like move to costa rica and they get a javier and they have like a 20 year old boyfriend and they go live their best life and they're super happy and he's like the men that i work with that are in the same situation their their life decreases in happiness and they're not able to function because the woman was doing so much of the caring for him and his needs in that relationship. And then when she was free of that responsibility, she's out doing her own thing. And he's like, well, now I got to figure out how to do my own laundry. And this was like a big conversation him and I had. I'm really curious what your opinion is on that. And I think it even not even just later in life. I think even if men are married for ten, five, ten years, they could still fall under this where they're like, OK, now what? <laughs> Because most yeah, women and initiate divorces. Yes. And I, and I think that is
1: true in Australia, although I can't confirm those stats. Um, and look, there are men who do are able to do a lot of elements and things like that, but um, there is still also in Australia this disparity between um, domestic duties and um, work duties. And um, I Personally, again, this is my own personal opinion, I think it's partly how men men have been taught, grown up, um, mm-hmm. been taught and how they were as, as children um, in a lot of ways. And again, if it comes down to cultural elements, it's not so much, I don't think, in Western world as it was. Um, I was talking to someone the other day about Japan, though. In Japan, it's the women are expected to do everything and the boys can sit and watch TV and do whatever. So that cultural element of, of roles and responsibilities and women now are like, well, we want a bit more diversity because we are out in the workforce and we need mm-hmm. that support and care. So, and and men haven't had that. Don't want to use the word training, but modelling in mm-hmm. in a sense, they haven't modelled um, that behaviour um, that they to get in and, and do these things and, and all the thought processes that go around in managing all the all the things that need to happen. And look. It's not all men, definitely not. There are some no. men who are brilliant at it um, and who are able to work in that way. Um, but then a lot who just haven't haven't had that full exposure. And that's not just men's faults. That's also women and mothers in some ways like, and that's not saying that they teach boys and girls one thing or another, but there is this modeling of in the relationships we all, and that's the, our first, how we learn is through our parents. And even if we don't necessarily understand what we're modelling, we we will still model their behaviours. And so that's probably one of the core elements of showing and and engaging children in in what's needed to be done and and educating children um, around the world, around what needs to be done. And and I think, again, it comes back to this community element. When you've got a large community of people supporting all the children, um it's not just one or two it's not just responsibility of two people to raise the children there's there's 10 20 people showing and explaining and and modeling to these the children and then a lot in the western world we've come back down to that one or two parents if you end up getting married maybe four um and and so there's a lot less being able to to show and and teach around a lot of different factors and it's not just domestic duties but it's financial duties um it's interactions um with others and so yeah it's it's that that's probably part of the biggest bigger issues and and being able to show show men and, and teach teach boys that it's not seen as being you're being too feminine if you stay at home or you're being too feminine or sissy or if you're, or you're, you know, gay and those sorts of terminologies that that have still come about. And, and, I mean, when we look at it, it's probably not so much for the younger generation. I think there's been a lot of work done in that. But when we talk about men, particularly in their 30s and 40s, and the parents that they had, mm-hmm. um, they still have been in that more enculturated um men work women have more of a tendency to stay at home or women are just starting to come go into the workforce in different roles so there was still that growth and development so they were still modeling those behaviors and um it's funny when people sort of say oh this is just a family trait this is how all the people in my family back to my great great grandmother this is how we've done things and it's like yeah it is because each of the children who modeled down (laughs) the generations so it becomes seen as like this is just a family thing. It's in our DNA. It's like, well, not not really. It's actually conditioned through yeah. multiple generations of of modelling as a child, and and it's our responsibility if we want something to shift and change to take on that responsibility and make that change for the next generation. And I do I do believe that is happening. I think there is shifts happening. However, there's still a cohort that cohort of I don't want to say older because we're not older, um, but <laughs> people who are in their thirties and onwards that that need that support and help so that they can still be there to support the younger generation and understand the younger generation as they come up and grow and develop too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's so many valid points in there because it really is like when we operate just on our subconscious mind, which is where a lot of that modeling and I use the word training came from from our parents it's we have to consciously start changing behaviors and habits and mindsets around things. So do you, as we wrap this up, do you have any resources that you'd like to pass on? Um, look, we're doing some workshops in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. so any of
1: your, your listeners coming out to Australia, they can reach out to me um, and I can put something together. I do offer um, things around personality structures. Um, around the Enneagram personality types and also showing people that they are not their personality types. Um, it's more of a guide um, in that in that space. And then the podcast, which will hopefully be coming out later this year, um, which is going to be called Teacup Conversations for Men with Men, um, is really the main resource for men who don't necessarily feel they can go to a group or go and talk to a group, but they can listen and hear other men talking about a, their experiences and what they've done to to get through that um, and really start to understand that they're not alone in what their their elements are
0: Ooh, i love that okay and where where can they connect with you on social media
1: okay just have a re read so my um they, there's two elements they can still go to helenfranciscoaching.com, but my new website um is going is called colibri cura which is k o l b r i c u r a.com and it's a bit of a mouthful but um, the reason i went with that name is colibri in german and finnish and danish and a few other countries means hummingbird and in peruvian spiritual meaning the hummingbird is the messenger between the earth and the heavens and cura in latin means care so it's messenger of care and that's really what i'm about is is sharing care and, and love between everybody
0: oh i love that okay and if you want to set reach out on uh facebook and send me those links i'll make sure i put them in the show notes and on the blog site as well awesome
1: fantastic thank you yeah.
0: so much for having me it's a great yeah. conversation yeah it's been really fun to hear your insight on all this so thanks again Are you an ambitious and independent woman who's ready to start attracting your aligned masculine partner but have struggled with settling in the past? Join the free five-day workshop to start attracting him in less than 30 days by tapping into a hidden feminine superpower that you already have. Go to girlstopcrying.com to sign up.